Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. Today, we're going to talk about how to actually line up parallel funds for international investors, investors overseas, different special managed accounts, the whole nine yards. This is actually taught from my dad yesterday in our live training. I want to give you some recaps on it. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, mates. Welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today, we're going to talk about how to get international investors through parallel funds. All right. I can't do this. I can't do this accent anymore. Um, welcome back, you guys. So today, though, we're going to talk about parallel funds, uh, what's going on in there. Now, I missed a podcast episode on Wednesday. I know. Very regretful about it. Um, I've, we've been doing Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a long time now. We missed Wednesday because we were getting ready for the launch of our live training that we did yesterday. So on Thursday, February 20th, we did the live launch training and it was a doozy for a lot of people that were on there. You guys know it was, um, man, we had a lot of, a lot of hype, a lot of people. We get on the webinar jam. We're all going excited. We got comments. We're doing giveaways. We were giving away like Nike gift cards, Ruth Chris gift cards. We're giving away all sorts of stuff. And uh, <laughs> webinar jam crashes. Um, and I start getting comments. People are like, hey, I can't hear. Audio's out, video's out. And I'm like, crap. So we reboot the whole webinar. There's like a button you can like reboot everything, right? So we reboot it. Everything comes back up. And uh, everyone's like, hey, I can hear you again. We're, I'm like, okay, we're good. We keep going for five, six more minutes. People are like, hey, it's cutting out, it's cutting out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got 350 people live on the webinar with us. Audio's cutting out visual. I got my dad, I've, I've had him take off like two hours of work to come to the studio. He's sitting there filming with me. You know, he's got plenty of stuff to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? So we <clears throat> call a quick audible. And we sent everybody over to a Zoom webinar. We like changed webinar softwares. A lot of people came over, like I think about 300 people. We had about 350. I think we lost about 50 people. About 300 came over to Zoom and we finished. And the Zoom was great. Zoom worked awesome. We finished. We went through the entire webinar. And uh, and then we opened the Mastermind, which was really exciting. So the Mastermind program, um, just a quick recap what's in there. We've I've gone out and reached out to lots of different fund managers in every space, hedge funds, venture capital, money raising, debt funds, family office, and brought them together. And they've all helped create content in the course. Uh, and we were launching a mastermind course. We're giving away legal documents, all the legal document templates you'll need. Um, a lot of other stuff, Excel templates you'll need. Uh, we're doing um, in our community group, those, me- those mentors are coming in live to teach in the group, kind of one-to-many coaching. I'll go live with them and you guys can ask questions to them. It's going to be amazing. Like I am so, I'm not going to walk you through the whole pitch. Maybe I will actually, I'll walk you through everything. It's like freaking awesome. Um, brought them through. And I also hired, brought a lawyer on to do a lawyer handhold through the legal document. So he's come done live walkthroughs of the legal documents, the templates. We have 13 different templated legal documents for your LPA and PPM for sub docs, um, special purpose entity documents. I mean, all sorts of stuff all in there. And this is our beta group. We're launching this as a beta. So this is, we're only letting a hundred people in this group. We're closing it Sunday. So if you're interested, you guys can go watch the replay. Um, 
or you can go, you know, if you're on our email list, you're probably getting tons of emails about it right now. You can come to our Facebook page, Investment Fund Secrets Facebook page. If it's if you're not a member yet, just opt in. I'll, I'll let you in the group and you can see the replay there and see where to sign up and where to go um, to be part of the mastermind. But yeah, pretty pretty uh, fun, exciting stuff. I also brought on an accountant to walk you through fund accounting, right? How does a fund accounting look? What is it, you know, walk us through a balance sheet for a fund. What are things on there? So he's done some handholding. He's actually gonna come and answer questions as well. So we've tried to bring on as many mentors and coaches, just experts in the fund world that all did it unconventionally. I only bring on people that did it without going to Harvard, did it without the Ivy League degree to come on and show you Hey, this is possible, right? You know, I, I, the one guy runs a VC fund. They're at over a hundred million dollar VC fund. They just raised another $75 million in 40 days, right? Incredible mentors. Like my dad runs a $20 billion fund to do this. Um, really, I just uh, amazing, awesome stuff, um, on there. Anyways, enough about that though. I'm happy the software got saved. We like broke webinar jam. Um, but it's on zoom. I edited it all the, so that if you guys go watch the replay, it's been edited and it has a scroll bar on there. So you can go a little bit faster. You want to, you know, hop through, you can see timestamps of where things happen. So one of the things that happened yesterday was my dad taught the structure of his $20 billion fund. So in the past, I've taught you guys general partner and limited partnership structure, right? Very basic. You have limited partners that come in a limited partnership. The general partner, um, is the managing partner of the limited partnership. You're essentially the fund management. You're the general partner. You oversee all the investments and you get paid to that general partner carried interest. Now, a few things, and I wish I, I wish I had you guys like visually right now, but if you want to see that this whole thing visually, I'm going to kind of do a recap of what me and my dad taught yesterday. So that's kind of the basic structure. My dad then dives into, okay, how does it work at scale, right? How does this work at when you have international investors? I did my Aussie accent, right? Yeah, mate. I'm not going to do it again, <laughs> but how does this work <clears throat> when you have investors coming from Europe and Asia and Australia? What do you do there? So he walks us through this structure and, uh, I'm going to try to help you visualize it as we go. This is going to be a lot of content today, not a lot of story, but I think you guys kind of like that, right? You like a lot of, a lot of girth. Um, and if you guys want to go watch it by all means go in there, it's, this is under secret number one. Um, so that back to the general, you know, you have a general partner, limited partnership, for they, they, the SEC came out with a new rule. And I've told you guys this before. If you're not going to do a management fee, you don't need any licenses. Now, if you are going to do a management fee, you need to set up a separate entity called your investment advisor. And you need to have a series 65 to collect a management fee. So your management fees go to the investment advisor, different entity, and then your carried interest or performance fees come to the general partner. And usually fund managers own both entities, right? So if I was running a fund and I, I don't do, I don't have a series 65, so I don't run an investment advisor. Uh, but if I did, I would have one entity called my investment advisor that collects the management fees. And that, that entity would, would most likely have my employees that pays for our office space. Kind of all that stuff comes out of the investment advisor, the general partner I also own, and that gets carried interest. And the general partner in that scenario wouldn't own a thing. The general partner doesn't own a pencil. It doesn't own a desk. It literally is just the general partner that owns the limited, that is the controlling member of the limited partnership. Sound good. Okay. So diving deep, that's the basic structure. That's kind of basic. If, if that's still not making sense to you. We have previous episodes, how a fund is structured, the bones of a fund. You guys can go back and look, but now let's dive a little bit deeper. So you have, again, your general partner, investment advisor. Now something different happens with limited partnerships for different types of investors. So, um, 
my dad, he calls these parallel funds. And that's a kind of a key word in the fund world. If you say, Hey, how do you guys set up your parallel funds? Like people's eyebrows are going to pop up like parallel. Like how, what do you know about parallel funds? Right? This is all about parallel funds. So the first, if imagine like three circles, three different funds that we have as pools of money. Number one is the accredited investor qualified client limited partnership. And that's for those types of investors. If you guys remember the three different investor types, there's accredited investors, there's qualified clients and qualified purchasers. And there's three different tiers of how much money and net worth you have. Accredited is a million. Um, I'm just gonna go quick. There's more details, but accredited is about a million dollars net worth, not including your home. Qualified purchaser is about 2 million, or excuse me, qualified client is 2 million and qualified purchaser is 5 million. So the first one, first fund is filed under a 3C1 fund. And that's for accredited investors and qualified clients come into that fund under 3C1. Next to that, they set up a separate entity with their, and these are kind of copy and paste. They just have a little bit different rules is the qualified purchaser fund. So you have a first accredited investor, qualified client, and then they have a different fund set up, limited limited partnership called the qualified purchaser limited partnership. And that's filed under a 3C7, okay? And then third they call it the master limited partnership. And I'll explain that in just a minute. And that's a Delaware entity that they set up as the, the a master controller for international investors. And we'll go through that in just a second. So these three funds are set up as parallel funds. They're, the LPA PPMs are almost the same. They all have the same investing thesis. Now between these parallel funds, this won't, this isn't a problem when you're starting out, but as you grow, the SEC caps you at 1,999 investors that can come in on this investment thesis. So about 2000 investors can come in. Once you go over, you know, once you hit 2000, the SEC says you're, you know, now a public entity. You've grown too big. You have too many shareholders. You're going to be a public entity. So funds will stay at, they'll say at 1999 slots open for this. All three of these funds all feed into what they call a holding company, usually an LLC that they set up. So these three funds pro rata, we talked about pro rata investments from investors, how much percentage. So if we have three funds, they all own 33%. Let's just say they're equal. They all had a hundred million dollars in. If we did a capital call and we needed, let's say $10 million, each fund would put in $3.33 million, right? The pro rata, how much percentage they own. They put that into the holding company LLC and that holding company then goes out and purchases properties or invests in almond plants or goes out and does different loans. Like my, I do a lot of debt funding, right? They do different debt vehicles. Okay. So that all flows into the holding company. And then with like real estate projects, they go open special purpose entities. So they open up another LLC for that specific deal that flows up to the holding company that then flows up to the limited partnership. Now those three limited partnerships, you have a credit investor, qualified client. That's one. You have the qualified purchaser one, and then you have your master limited partnership. Those three entities pay management fees back to the investment advisor and carried interest back to the general partner that you own as the fund manager. Okay. And if this is going way over your head, hopefully, uh, if you guys want to see this mapped out on a, like a whiteboard, like exactly on our, uh, PowerPoint, come over and watch the replay. It'll walk you through exactly what, what I'm looking at right now, but I'm trying to get this on the podcast. So next, so that's kind of three funds. Now you have investors that come in from Asia, from Australia. You're like, yeah, mate, throw another shrimp on the Bobby, right? <laughs> they come in from Australia, Asia. I served in Taiwan. If any like Chinese people on here, that's uh, 
uh, anyways, I don't even know what I wanted to, I was going to say like invest in our company. I don't know how to say that in Chinese, but <laughs> my Chinese is good. It's, I mean, good for talking normal conversation Chinese, but anyways, if you're coming from China, if you're coming from wherever, they will set up different holding companies offshore. Now, a few of these, and this isn't like, don't use this for face value. This isn't like investing advice or anything, but they have some in the Cayman Islands. They have some in Canada. They have some um, in Delaware. I mean, different uh, Virgin Island kind of accounts. Now, if you hear those in the movies, right? They, oh, we had a Cayman Island fund. It's always like a scam, right? Every time you hear that in the movies, it's like, oh, this is definitely a scam. (laughs) Um, A lot of people use them though for like good things. You're not avoiding taxes. It's just a tax vehicle for Asian investors to come into America. For instance, though, if you're an Asian investor or Australian investor, invested directly into the qualified purchaser fund, they would have to pay United States tax and Australian tax. They'd have to file taxes in both countries. A lot of investors don't want to do that. So what they do is say, hey, put your money in the Cayman Islands and then the Cayman Island fund will invest in the United States and that fund will pay all the taxes and file the taxes for you guys, just so you don't have to do it. And then the money gets kicked out through the Cayman Islands and the Cayman Islands doesn't charge tax. That's how they do it. It's not to, they're not paying less tax. They're just making it easier to pay tax. Does that make sense? So those Cayman Island Canada funds will feed into your master. It's called your master, not the holding company, but a master limited partnership. Again, those three funds, and there can be more than this, but usually a credit investor, qualified client fund, first one, qualified purchaser fund, and then a master LP. And all those feed into your holding company. So the Cayman Island Canada would come into the master limited partnership. So these are all parallel to each other. Now, also something that happens is you sometimes get a big investor. You know, let's say it's the pension plan of the New York police department, or it's the you know, teachers of Washington state pension plan, or, you know, some institution, maybe it's an insurance company, big institutional investor. They want to put in $250 million to your fund. And they say, we have a charter that says we can't invest into limited partnerships and mix our money in there. We have to come in separately. So what you do is you set up, they call it a special managed account limited partnership parallel to the other three that you now have. So now this is the fourth one. You'll set up a a single entity just for that investor to come in to that entity that then comes into the holding company. It's just for one investor, usually just for very large investors because you don't want to go through the hassle of doing this unless it's, you know, a significant investor to do that. So some funds, if you have lots of these, you know, one-off investors, maybe you'll set up a multiple of that in their $20 billion funds. They definitely do that. Um, but that's kind of the, the framework. So you have investment advisor, general partners, the management. Investment advisor takes the management fee. General partner gets the carried interest. And then you have your funds all in parallel to each other. So you have a credit investor fund, qualified client fund. Excuse me, credit investor, qualified client is one fund. You have a qualified purchaser fund is another one. A master limited partnership uh, as another one. That, like, that's where the Cayman Islands Canada funds come into. And then you have next to that a special managed account fund that large investors can come into. And those all flow into a holding company. And that holding company can go out and now invest into, they'll create maybe special purpose entities. They'll do, uh, you know, whether they're buying stocks or, you know, whatever your investment strategy is. Sometimes it's multiple different things. You got to set up separate entities, but that's where that does. And then once you make returns, it goes to the holding company. It then pro rata gets put back to all the different funds. And then each fund pro rata how much each investor percentage wise has put into the fund sends it back to their investors. Okay. Kind of cool, right? That's, that's a little bit expounded upon, upon the, just the simple general partner limited partnership. This is on scale about how they do it. Now they will take this, this fund 
and duplicate it for a different asset class. So my dad's funds, they do multifamily. So they have this structure for multifamily funds. They also have an office fund. So they go brand new. They like copy and paste this entire thing to an office fund all like 20 of these entities. And then they copy and paste it into maybe senior assisted living or to a debt fund. And sometimes the general partner is the same. And sometimes the investment advisor is the same. Sometimes it's new be determined on what partners are a part of that. Cause you have, might have some partners that are really good at office and they, you need to incentivize them through office, you know, funds that are making money, but you don't want them to be part of your multifamily funds. Cause they're not helping out over there. Right? So you separate it and you say, Hey, you know, office, you know, chief investment officer, you're really good at office. You're going to oversee all the office funds. You're going to make money on your funds that you manage other people that work. And maybe you're sure your employees that work on those funds too. your employees that work on just the multifamily funds, get paid and, and work just on those funds and get percent bonus from the carried interest on there. Does that make kind of makes sense. That was very deep, super deep. If you want an explanation from my dad who goes even deeper than this hop on the live training. It's a lot easier if you can visualize it. It's hard on a podcast, but if you want to see that training, um, investmentfundsecrets.com slash replay, that's all you need to go to. So investmentfundsecrets.com slash replay. You can see the webinar replay it has the scroll bar. So you can scroll. It'll tell you exactly where this, this is secret number one. It'll tell you where to go to. It's like minute, like 22. And my dad will actually walk you through this. And you can see the other pieces of how now very simple, like how do you, what's the fund launch method? I actually walked through my method and formula of launching a fund. That's a lot simpler than this between syndications and funds and how to gain a track record, how to get investors to invest in you when you're just starting out. We also walked through finding your niche. That's a lot of people ask, Berger, I don't know what to invest in. I walk, I actually, we built this framework out. It's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty great framework of different opportunities, not specifically, but how to find them, the framework to find investing opportunities. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, and then also at the end of that, we, we are, we opened up the mastermind. You can see the whole entire opportunity and, and pitch essentially of, of what's in the mastermind. We're closing this all down Sunday at midnight. So if you want to see the replay, if you want to see the you know opportunity to get in the mastermind program, go watch that replay. You'll see all of it there and uh, you can see the entire thing. So hope you guys enjoy. Um, happy to be back. Oh, we missed a day on the webinar. We'll be on this podcast. We'll keep going in the future and I'm going to work on my Australian accent, mate. Um, see you guys in the next episode. Peace.